Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, we finally got a full show for you. The full Monty. We'll get into a lot on the show today. We'll review the Lakers win, the Hawks win in their play-in games. We'll also preview the play-in games tonight. We'll also talk some Texas baseball. Oh, man. Uh, tough loss for Texas baseball, but a, uh, a, a tough stretch for Texas baseball as well. Uh, fifth game in five days. We'll talk about that coming up next segment also nfl news notes and nuggets adam schefter he is reporting something that my man patrick uh he uh, hypothesized a few weeks ago the texans may pass on quarterback at number two overall i hate that that theory is gaining steam we'll discuss it we'll dive into it also uh mel kuyper's latest mock draft uh bryce young now the favorite based on the vegas odds to be the number one overall pick and we'll also get into a um man a discussion about the front office of the texans that may surprise some we'll also dive into steve sarkeesian and spring football of course coming up this weekend uh craig way the voice of the longhorns had a uh interview with steve sarkeesian along with jeff howe of horns 24 7 on light the tower we'll read play that for you coming up in the six o'clock and also we got some sark audio because uh sark is spreading the love these days he was on with the pivot guys we'll talk about that as well ton to get into before we do let's introduce you to the rest of the crew he was a second round pick for the montreal expos but a, f- a first round pick for the austin radio network he originally committed to the university of texas but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese pimping ain't easy but for this man it's a breeze he is mike hardball hard ladies and gentlemen what's going on brother man what it do it's a hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie, and I'm excited about it because there's so much that is going on that we need to get to talk about. Portal news. There's so many things that are happening. But you know what? Football is right around the corner, and I can't wait to get it going. But let me tell you about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate that intro, as always. That's not to waste any time introducing a real MVP, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. Uh, all right, we got a lot to get into. Uh, I'm sure Patrick's excited because he's an NBA guy. You got the postseason officially started, which we'll get into here in a second. We'll uh, review and then preview uh, if we have some time here coming up with the game tonight. If we don't get to the preview of the game tonight, then we'll do that again coming up in the top of the 5 o'clock. But uh, there is news to get to on the 40 acres, and we know the transfer portal giveth and it taketh <laughs> away. Uh, well, right now for Texas football, uh, it's taken away one of their wide receiver, wide receiver pl- prospects. Uh, it looks like Brennan Thompson, according to multiple sources, this comes uh, from uh, right now, comes from uh, Rivals. Uh, they're the first ones, but I guess it's multiple sources that they are reporting that Texas freshman wide receiver Brennan Thompson has requested to enter the transfer portal after one season at Texas. Remember, he is a dual sport athlete as well. Uh, yes. He is a track 
you know, she's obviously a member of the track team and a mm-hmm. member of the football team. So I, I assume wherever he's going, that will also be a factor in his decision making. Um, but I mean, he 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 kind of fit the mold of a Sark guy. Exactly, speed demon, mm-hmm. low undersized, but obviously a guy that can take the top off a of defense. That is um, something that he'll do for another team because uh, he's moving on to uh, what he deems as greener pastures, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he was somebody that I really wanted to see play because I thought if we could get that speed on the base pass and see what he – I mean, base pass – Talking about baseball hey, all the we time. We wish we could. <laughs> we could probably get on the track. Hey, we saw it on the uh, track. Right? We saw it in track and field. Yeah, saw it right. on the track. Saw it on the football field a little bit. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah maybe, Might as well put him out there. Maybe we could get him out there and run and some bases pitch for running, That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I, I was wanting to see him either on a punt return, maybe some kickoff returns mm. if he wasn't going to be a factor in the wide receiver room. And now you add in all the factors that have now happened. You bring in a Jonte Cook. You bring in DeAndre Moore. You also bring in um, A.D. Mitchell. And you look and see where you fit. I, Isaiah Nayor is supposed to be back. You know, you, you're adding yeah. in all these top-level wide receivers or what we think can be top-level wide receivers and maybe that room got a little bit too crowded for him. He's from West Texas. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a shot to go back in that area, or better yet, he also was recruited at the end by Oregon. So Oregon, you know uh, they track, love those, yeah, and you know they They're love those type of, type of uh, wide receivers. Speed guys. Yeah. yeah. So that might be a play as well. So I'd be interested to see, and I'm going to follow this kid's career. It's so funny to me, especially in this day and age, when you look at the social media, obviously Charlie Strong, he, he seems to be a prophet when he talks about the downfall of society is the, <laughs> is the internet. Social There's media. Some, yeah, social media is, is right there. So you start looking at it, but it's always amazing to me when a kid is deciding to go elsewhere. Everyone, well, bye, he wasn't going to play anyway. How about, why are you got to be so negative? Just say, hey, man, best of luck to that young man. This is something that a decision that was made for him and his family, and this is going to be a good move for him. Okay. Yeah, that's that to me, I remember early on when guys were transferring, when the transfer portal did have a, a negative stigma uh, attached to it, that you would get people that would have kind of a, man, a, a negative uh, perception of guys leaving. They assumed that they're disloyal somehow. Right. I think now that we are – in the transfer portal era, and you don't have to worry about the penalty of having to sit a year, the stigma has been lifted to a certain extent. Every pro, and, and also it used to be, or at least when we were looking at attrition rates, it used to be something that we thought was negative about a program if they had higher attrition right. rates. These days, it actually doesn't necessarily mean that it is a something something's wrong with the program. Agreed. It, it could just be that you're having a huge amount of turnover that season, and everybody's dealing with higher attrition rates just because it's a transfer portal ever. It, yep. give, it give it then and take it away. You're going to have guys naturally that are going to hit the transfer portal ever. And I, I bet most teams now, high level Power Five teams, they have the number. Of guys that they expect to hit the transfer portal. Yes, you got you got to look go down your roster and look at every guy's situation and assume. All right, you know what? This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy may end up hitting the transfer portal. I'm sure they already know that, but yeah, yeah, you can't be criticizing players for hitting the transfer portal. If if I was playing in this era today, yep. um, and I wasn't playing and I was third in the depth chart, I'd be in the transfer portal, no, um, no doubt. I started as a sophomore and and uh, I played. I started 
started three or four games as a freshman. I had even if I was in a transfer portal, if I had my career went the exact same way as it did back in '99 to '02, I wouldn't have been in the transfer portal. I yeah. loved Texas, and I had no reason to look right. elsewhere. Right. I mean, I was playing early. I was playing a lot. Right. You were playing a <laughs> so lot. So that's I think that's a big part but of that's it. a credit to you too. Yeah. Because you came in with the mindset of, oh, this is I'm 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 here for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that nobody else did, right? That I mean it's just the way it is. Coach Akina saw something in you and was like, I'm gonna give Rod his opportunity right mm. now. Go on out there and do your thing, man. There's sometimes you walk into a great situation for yourself. And then there's times you come into a situation where yeah, think about the guys that came in after you. Yeah. That were looking at you like, man, I can't. And Quentin Jammer, it's like, but, they, but those guys didn't leave though, right? But they the, were the Huff Daddy, yeah. the Huff Daddies, Aaron Rosses, Cedric Griffins. I mean, they obviously forced to stop, forced to stay. But you had a penalty for leaving back then in transfer portal, right, right? So those guys stayed, and DBU became DBU. So I totally get the other side of people like, oh man, you should have this flexibility and this type of freedom. I'm all for players' rights. I think the players should have this. Uh, student athletes, student athletes student. should have this flexibility. I think it's it's good overall for the sport we just have to have at one point more checks and balances no doubt. some more guardrails with all of this transfer portal and nil uh but ultimately i mean i expect to see i don't know eight upwards of potentially eight nine more players for texas uh, into the transfer right. portal you might be right and you know what what that means is that you're stacking so much talent that you have really talented players who mm-hmm. are looking at the the, play, the players in front of them and going i don't have a path to play right I have. Yeah, I mean, where's I, my spot going to be? Yeah. Where's my path to play? Yeah, I mean exactly. that that guy that guy's going to start for a couple of years. The guy in front of me is really good. Now you could just have that much belief in yourself, and you, the argument on the other side is have more belief in yourself. Yep, work harder. Work harder, and I, but, I, I get, but if I you get watch that the, side. If it, but if I you watch, that, if you watch the field, and you know that guy's good. <laughs> exactly. You know You're that like, guy's good. Hey, that dude out there balling, man. I can't, I can't. I have faith in myself, but oh boy, he's out there killing it. Have faith, but don't be stupid. Also, have sense. <laughs> have faith and have sense. I love. No, you're right. I don't. I was say in this day and age, I assume I would have stayed because right. I was just a different personality. But I don't. I don't know for sure. I assume Robbie would have stayed because Robbie would have forced his way on the damn field. Exactly. Even with this group of DBs out there. That, man, as a matter of fact, especially with this group of DBs out there. <laughs> would be I know they are intelligent and getting better. Yeah, but Robbie would be Robbie would, would I guess starting field corner would exactly. be Rodney. Rod Davis starting field corner. Opposite Rod Gun deal. <laughs> or the nickel. Or you the, name it. I will be on and that we'll field. Be out there. That's right. So That's right. I, and I, I assume Hart felt the same oh, way. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Also, you other guys, I wonder yeah. how y'all go deal yeah, with I'm the like, transfer hey, Good luck to y'all, man. <laughs> stay in touch. It's hard out there. Hey, hit me on my pager. <laughs> Let's stay in touch, guys. That's really good. That. You know what I mean? We're friends. I'm in here. We're teammates for life. That's right. Hey, <laughs> uh, let's get yeah, the tag. I mean, that's a, it's an interesting conversation because, yeah. um, I mean, a lot of these guys now, they go into it knowing, hey, I got that other option. When we went to school uh, back in my day, that we the transfer portal was not a consideration. Right. No, not because at all. you had to pay the penalty. Yeah, for going to the transfer portal, and nobody wanted to do that. Exactly. That was considered kind of a death sentence. But that's the difference in today's society, not society, but in the way that the structure is made and I, up. It should it, be that it, way. Exactly. I'm glad it's that way. Exactly. I'm glad it's that way. But like I said, it is a. I think there's a different mentality going into it now than when you stack your roster. Now you just know the guys that 
or you're stacking those those talented players on top of, they're going to look for a path to play, and no it doubt. may not be at your university. No doubt. And you know what? Okay. It's okay. That, 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 that PD's got a great song called More Money, More Problems. And I believe it's actually on B.I.G.'s album, but pretty much. Uh, anyway, anyway, more money, more problems. Yeah. And that's one of the problems that you want to have when you're getting more talent. More talent, more problems. More talent, more problems. Well, that's, hey, that's a, that's a problem that to deal with you. That's right. I'll take so, that all day. I think that's just one of those things. And there's also been reported, too, <laughs> that freshman linebacker uh, Travell Johnson is also requested to enter the transfer portal, and that source is from Rivals and Rivals Portal. He was the ranked number 20 inside linebacker in the class of 2022. So, <laughs> C.J. Vogel, who, Vogel who's, who's, who's funny, he said, I guess the uh, spring meetings are taking place right now. Damn where right people are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. it's like, hey, might as well go ahead and start looking now, guys. And, uh, I'm, you know, good for Sark yeah. if he's having these very frank conversations Being honest and honest conversations yeah. about yeah. guys like, hey, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you have a path to play. And then the player probably agrees, like, yeah, I don't have a path to play. I'm probably getting out of here. Right. I'll go somewhere else. Right. And they'll have, I mean, they will have opportunities. I mean, trust me. If he, the, the whole point is if you want your roster so talented, and you can go look at the last group of transfer players, transfer acquisitions, uh, I should say, uh, from last, uh, whatever, last period, last semester. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Texas players last season that decided to transfer, they ended up, the guys from that team, um, man, they ended up on Power 5 rosters. Right. On, I mean, right. at the highest, playing at the highest levels. I mean, I'll go track it, but that's what you want ultimately. You would like the guys who cannot have, or at least they don't see a path to play uh, on your roster to go elsewhere and then not only be able to sign a scholarship there, but also find a path to play there. Because no that would show you that your talent level is now being lifted to a much higher level. Yeah, And uh, that's what hopefully you're starting to see with Texas, even with some of these quality transfers. All right, let's talk about the play-in games that happened last night. Let's talk about the Lakers first and their win. I, the Lakers, like TNT, they love the drama. It was a 108-102 overtime win for the Lakers, and it, man, it was scary for a while. I thought Minnesota was going to find a way to win this game. They had control of the game, um, but in the late stages, we and I've talked about this, and we've talked about it on the show that the NBA playoffs are all about you know all about defense teams that can do it on both ends of the floor. Everybody in the NBA can score now. Now it's all about what teams actually can get stops at crucial times. Minnesota had 95 points with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Had an overtime period, too. Um, but basically, they ended up uh, with only 102 points. You're talking about seven points the rest of the fourth quarter and overtime. They only had 11 turnovers and five field goals, 16 points, I believe, in fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah. That's what they lost you, you, again. You are 100% correct with the with that number, Te- uh, Texas. Um, the Lakers had 19 points in the fourth and 10 in overtime. But let's be honest. The Lakers got – they scraped by that game. There's no way because you just gave those numbers. You just gave the numbers about how bad they played. And those were missed layups. Those mm, were missed shots. Those were terrible. missed bunnies. There were so many opportunities for – them to the Timberwolves to beat the Lakers and everybody's like, oh, them Lakers, man, they they 
they doing their thing. They no, they should have <laughs> lost that game. Think about if Rudy Gobert would have been in there. I know Patrick is not a Rudy Gobert fan, especially of late. But think about Daniels. Was it Mac Daniels? Mac Daniels, the the defender that broke his hand. Yes, yeah, just yeah. think if he would have been in there playing defense yeah. in that game. And Torian Prince was playing some lockdown defense last night, former Baylor product. He was actually playing good defense. If he would have hit a shot, he might, they might have won that game. But other than that, you the Lakers still scare me. I'm glad that they got the dub. It's good for, like you said, the NBA because people are going to watch and tune in to see what LeBron will do, whether they love him or they hate him. They're going to sit there and watch this um, matchup. But you sit there and you look at the Timberwolves and you're like, Dog, y'all choked, man. You had an opportunity to win that ball game. And if you make a bucket here or there, to your point, looking at what happened in that fourth quarter and overtime, you got to be ashamed of yourself when you walk away from that game. Yeah, you had it. Yes. The Lakers had a slow start. You had it. Yes. They really did. You were Uh, dialed. You had that opportunity right there. Yeah, I I would say that – and I I would say the the Minnesota Timberwolves – Went cold more so than the Lakers started playing more lockdown defense, but the Lakers right. actually did play some good defense too. Um, you talked about it, so I yeah, it's hard to say it wasn't a meltdown by the Minnesota Timberwolves, but the Lakers found a way in clutch time to make clutch shots. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, I mean Carl Anthony Town got in foul trouble, and that spelled the end because yep. they were playing so that much better big. with him on the court. And once he came off the court, it was pretty much they they couldn't produce the offense at the level they were producing before. In all reality, the Timberwolves should be happy because they, they shouldn't have been in that game to begin with. Right. And they just, like the Hawks did in the other game, they came out with a really good game plan and so much more intensity than the Lakers did. Really played hard for it. And they just weren't able to keep it up. I think the the lack of you know players being out and injured, it just ended up that they were too tired at the end of that game and the foul trouble and everything else. Got bailed out there at the end of the game with a terrible call. For that three point. Oh yeah, the foul on Anthony Horrible. Davis. If they would have lost that game, then that ref should have been had some repercussions for calling that BS to end the <laughs> game. It's like just he missed it. He didn't get a good shot up. Yeah. Yep. Anthony Davis didn't touch him until the ball was halfway to the basket. Right. Don't call that foul with point one on the game clock. It's a bad it's a bad call. But if you go back and watch that, that was bad defense by Anthony oh, Davis. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why are you He's helping Le- why are you helping LeBron? On the top of the key, I'm like, why are you yeah, trying yeah, to double team point. some guy when you know if we're gonna if you're gonna lose a game, let it be on LeBron. You LeBron does not need help. Don't let somebody flash into the back. They threw that ball all the way across the court for him to be even able to get that shot off. I'm like, that's why he got the foul because he was so lazy on that defensive yeah. end. And right it there. was a switch. I, I think that too is it was a switch where he didn't realize he was switching and then lost his guy. <laughs> oh. No, it's just he lost his guy yeah. in it, which that's not the time you want that to happen. <laughs> but yeah. I think he just lost his guy at and a point. Out of control on the closeout, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't know if it should have been a foul. Uh, I heard Zay talk about it. He doesn't think it should have been a foul either. Uh, but you're right about Because you know he's the best referee in the state I know, of Texas. I know, Zay. This is, <laughs> he always brags about his uh, officiating skill. Uh, but to, to Patrick's point about Cat, uh, he had 24 points with two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Dude, he only attempted two more shots. Yeah. The rest of the game, he missed both of them and went scoreless. The rest of the game. Mm. Now, the foul trouble, of course, that's a big part of it. But, man, you talk about the fourth quarter in overtime. Hell, and even the last couple of minutes of the third quarter, 
basically Cat disappears for the rest of the contest. Yeah, and yeah. his fifth foul was a stupid one, too. It was a stupid it one. It was a stupid one where you're like, dude, you got five fouls. Like, we saw LeBron James with five fouls. Anthony Edwards gets a steal. LeBron James normally goes for that block. He, he realizes he has five fouls, yep. lets him go and go, man, that's two points. We didn't get it, but I, I have to I have to be able to get back. Like, I can't foul out of this game. Well, Whereas Carl Anthony Towns just does a lazy closeout on Anthony Davis for a rebound he wasn't going to get anyway. Right. And fouls him and picks up his fifth foul. That's And that's kind of always been the M.O. of Carl Anthony Towns. In big games, he doesn't react in the way. Like, he plays offense good, but just the rest of the game, he doesn't think enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's – well, yeah, I, I – I just think, yeah, with him getting in foul trouble, that's a good point, Patrick. Like that, that offense went into a stall, yep. pretty much, and yeah, it really line it tracks and lines up with them in the in the fourth quarter in overtime, only making five field goals and having sixteen points. That he basically was a non-factor. Yeah, and, and I want to apologize to the listeners. I told y'all to tune in to watch Anthony Edwards. Ooh, lost my man was struggling last night. He played some decent defense, but Ooh. that was about it. Yeah, he was. His numbers were not good. I mean, he was three of seventeen, zero of nine from the three point line. And by the way, his three field goals all layups. Yeah, and two were two of them were in overtime. One was on a fast break. He just didn't. They they really yeah. shut him down. Not good much. at all. Yeah, I don't know if it, he has a shoulder injury, right, or something like that. I, I don't know. So if that was it. they were showing the shoulder injury, but I think that's from when he took the fall. Right, okay. right. So they were acting like it was there all game, but I was like, he took that really hard fall and like braced himself with his arm. And it, yeah, in a row. And I think that that's when way. he hit that and when he hurt him. But it's his, it's not a shooting arm. Okay. And yeah. so it shouldn't have been. Well, and it was, I believe, three in the third, fourth quarter. I think he's trying to. Well, maybe they're trying to throw it out there as an excuse. Oh yeah, they <laughs> definitely before. need. It. I was hurt before the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, because I've heard that a couple of times. And I was like, yeah, he was dealing with a shoulder injury. I was like, okay, guess yeah. he's dealing hey, with man, the you better get better because you got to play another game on Thursday. Exactly, now. you're yeah. coming right yeah. back to play another yeah. game. You That's can't right. you can't play like that. That's a good point though, uh, RJ. He was at, at, also talk about the offense. Yeah. that was also a big part of why it went into a start because he didn't have it the entire game. Not not at all. And the Lakers, I'll throw this out there too. The Lakers, this was a big part of why they won was the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't believe this. They went 13 of 13 in the third and the fourth quarter uh, from the free throw line. They did have a miss, I believe, down the stretch when the game was already in hand by Anthony Davis. 22 of 24. 22 of 24 yeah. for the game. That is where they basically Amazing. won the game. And how about this? They, they they normally shoot like seventy eight percent. Yes, and LeBron actually made three field go- three free throws. Yeah, that, that but he wasn't doing it at the end of the game. You see, he's a whoosh, I'm gonna dish that off, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> let me let me get this to you, bro, because I don't want to shoot this shot. That was the right play, though, it was, was it not? Is that not the right I've call? Been a, I've been a big fan of the way that he plays, but you know as well as I do, people eat him up because he's supposed to be the man, and he doesn't. Take that shot. I'm glad he, he he always makes the right basketball play. That's the right decision. He always does. Yeah. And 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 people light him up, but they 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 don't understand. Sometimes it's not my job. Michael passed it to Steve Kerr. I remember that. And Paxton John too. Paxton. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. that. Yeah. No, I I'm with you. I don't. Understand. He's taking his fair share of <laughs> All game the time. winners. Yes, he, he's right there with Kobe. They and, had a and, report come out the other day. And let's also say I think there's a difference of a down. Down shot and a to take the lead shot, right? Because they were tied. So if if he passes that and Schroeder doesn't hit it, still they, they still they still go yeah. to overtime, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So it wasn't as bad as now. If you're going like, "Hey man, we're down one, we're down two, you Go gotta ahead. hit this." Yeah. Or we are we'll we playing it. Thursday? That's then true. then it's more of like, "Hey LeBron, we we prefer you to take that one." It, yeah. It's still, hey man, it was money. It was. Either it, way. Was it was great. Pass. It was a great, it was a great it pass. Was, and, really. and they said that Schroeder had missed one before when he did that. He had given him. He had came down, gave him the pass, and he missed it earlier in the season. So this time he came in, he said, man, I made sure I made this one. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And it's, uh, man, they, they thank God they had him step up because yep. D'Angelo Russell did not have it. No, he did not. And so it seemed like maybe playing against his old team, maybe he was too amped up, whatever it was. It was him and uh, uh, Anthony Edwards looking bad towards each other. Let's see who could play worse tonight. Well, they canceled each other out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and after those uh, those late-game turnovers, do you think uh, Rudy Gobert had any words for Kyle Anderson? Oh, definitely. Dribbling the ball in the backcourt and just she throwing was, the ball out of bounds. Some of those big turnovers, Rudy yeah. Gobert just yeah. wants to come back and go, Hey, man, I, I think I got a word to call you now. <laughs> Give him a stink eye. Yeah, you're looking him. at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at him sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the LeBron also, he ended up with 30 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 12-21. Anthony Davis, 24 points, 15 rebounds, and 4 assists. He also had 3 blocks. Uh, and then Schroeder with his 21 off the bench. That yep. was huge for them. It he was, was huge. He was plus 24. Yeah. Uh, and plus minus in the final two quarters. Uh, so he was magnificent for them down eight the stretch. 8 from the free throw line. Yeah, that that was that was the biggest surprise for the the Lakers. Yep. I mean, they are not considered a great free throw shooting team, but in that game, they were excellent, ninety two percent as a team. Now they get the, now they get the rest up for Dylan Brooks. You see, I didn't even bring hey. up Ja. I brought up Dylan Brooks because he said he <laughs> wants that smoke for a seven game series. This is legacy stuff. Hey, you know this what? This is legacy. It, you know what? Good for him. <laughs> give it, give it LeBron, give LeBron a little motivation. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll get into breaking that down. We had. What are your early feels on uh, Memphis? And, I just think and Memphis LA. is too too quick for them. The young and they're quick, young man. and Ja. This is what Ja been waiting for. Mm-hmm. That's why he got suspended this year. He wanted to take a break for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go over here and act a fool and get everybody to think I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a good series, actually. I think but, it goes seven. Um, I think it's a seven-game series. That's the one thing that I keep saying. If you got to play LeBron in seven games, it is tough, tough to beat him like that. You might get – it may go 4-3. You know what I'm saying? It may come down to a game seven. And I would put my money on LeBron if it goes seven. Mm. That's a good point. I agree. You, you, uh, if you don't want to put LeBron away before seven, because exactly. any, anything can happen in a game. Seven. Exactly. You don't want to be in that scenario. Um, all right, uh, real quick, uh, jumping over to the other side, Atlanta. Yeah. I was a little surprised by this one, guys. I had Miami in this matchup. You, you and everybody else. Yeah, Atlanta ends up with the win, one sixteen, one oh five, over the uh, Miami Heat, and. Guys, it was the the, the boards is kind of where yes. you start, right? Yes. The most glaring of the stats that stands out from this matchup. Atlanta out rebounded mm. Miami sixty three to thirty nine. It was those second chance rebounds too. Twenty two to six on the it, offensive exactly. boards. Exactly. That's crazy. That, that 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 run that they were on every second shot they got and they got a, they got the bucket every single time. They would shoot a three, get the long rebound. They were out of position. They tap it to each other, and then boom, a dunk, a layup, another three pointer. 
it was unreal that the Miami Heat could not get rebounds at all. And they're not a bad rebounding team. No, they're one of the no, better but ones. They, I mean, <laughs> Bam Adebayo was the only guy who was even going for it. Exactly. Jimmy Butler was missing bunnies the entire game. Mm. And you sit there and remember And Lowry, yes. the guy we said we forgot about. He's going hey, he's looked bad. He's looked bad this in, for two and a half, three years. <laughs> and that dude all of a sudden was just like, what did Patrick say? <laughs> Got it. And that's what I was just that about was to say about Clint Capella heat. against me. I was like, Clint Capella, he's not going to be a present. 21 rebounds yesterday. Yeah, he balled out. As I'm like, man, they must have been listening to us. They, they were listen, like, okay, yeah. we got that motivation. They want to make us all look stupid. Exactly. <laughs> so they, well, mission accomplished. Yeah. Ding, uh, ding, ding. I don't know. Quinn, Snyder's for, Quinn Snyder has a house here in Austin, so maybe he got the word. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> called him and said, this guy said, you can't rebound. Bulletin board material? <laughs> exactly. I would love that. That'd be awesome. Uh, four Hawks reserves yeah. combined for 53 points. Unbelievable. Uh, Sadiq Bey, uh, Bogdanovich, um, also uh, Agankul, mm-hmm. and Jalen Johnson combined for 53 points off the pitch. Balling. So those two stats, that stat and then the rebounding stat, that is how they, man, they beat the Heat. And mm-hmm. it, honestly, it, wasn't, it was a blowout from the get-go. Yes. They made it close late. They they made a run, the Heat did. But honestly, that was a boring game to watch. Yeah, it's it was the effort. The effort was all one-sided. And then Miami was trying to shoot threes to get back in the game, which they're not a three-point shooting team. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know why Eric Spolster didn't call a timeout. I was like, hey, guys. You know, you know we suck at this, right? Just get to the basket. Get it to Bam out of bio. They can't stop him. Right. Yeah. He'd go all day and then no, we're just gonna keep shooting threes to try and get it back and then not rebound. Oh man, you wasted a Kyle Lott. You wasted Kyle Lowry's best game as best a game. player. And you would have thought if somebody told you before the game that Kyle Lowry's gonna score thirty three, you'd have been like, Oh man, they blow him out. Yes. They blow him out. Yes. T- Tyler Hero had twenty six. That's it. That's what he's supposed to do. That's, he, that's what he's they, supposed to do. That was, he did that. You had the bonus of 33 from Kyle Lowry and still got exactly. blown out pretty much. I know it was a closer score than the game would indicate, but that was a blowout pretty much. Unreal. Uh, all right. Uh, we come back. We got Texas baseball. Speaking of unreal. Oh. Uh, lost to, to Texas State last night. Uh, it's actually just a little bit more real considering it was their fifth game in five days. We'll talk about that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful on the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when we play jams uh, from a soundtrack. My man Patrick plays jams from a soundtrack. And based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to be able to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And we should know this one. It's not Mannequin, is it? We talked about it yesterday. That's what I out there. Right That's there. a good one, though. I like that. <laughs> um, is it uh, is it overboard? No. Okay. I'm just throwing out like where I may have heard this song, like soundtracks may I've heard this song. Oh, I, I know it's, this it's, movie. It's not with I the Griswolds hit- or anything, is it? It's nope. not a vacation nope. movie because it's not that time of the year yet, right? Well, they still have like it's a random vacation. I mean, they have a summer vacation. Like, yeah, so it's yeah. not like a random vacation movie. The first one, so like, yeah. But okay, this is Rod's favorite question. 
Is this something that we've seen? Yes. Yes. I knew it. You <laughs> definitely have seen it. We've definitely I seen mean, it. I mean, and I'll be fair. This song is probably in like 10 to every, 15 yeah. movies. I know. Soundtracks. That's why I'm just trying to think about the songs. That I, so, like, yeah, you may have to I wait a couple. Movie. You may have to wait another one and see if you can pick oh, it up. Oh, gosh. I don't like that answer. Yeah. All right. I definitely am going to feel bad not, for not knowing this one. I'm, 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 I know. Me it. Too. I, tell, I can tell right now. Because I should know it. That song. We might know about it. That's that song's in like one, five right? movies, yeah. and I've seen all five. I guarantee. Because <laughs> that's I'm just saying. Because I, I I can see it, and I I definitely could see it in multiple movies. He's right. So you probably have to rate to the second. So have clue. I. You have as I'm well. Like, yes, all man. of us. All right. Uh, let's get to some uh, text. We'll get back to midweek movie music. Let's get to Texas baseball here, Harge. Uh, we knew that Texas baseball was being uh, pushed to the limit, if you will. Five games in five days. Uh, they finally hit that wall uh, with a loss to, to mm-hmm. Texas State, 9-3. to What did you see last night when you watched the game? I just saw some at-bats that were given away. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is situationally, again, there's my word, there uh-huh. were some times that they came up where they could have uh, pounded the baseball and did some different things, and they weren't being as aggressive, especially when you know that this is probably the back end of their their pitching staff. You know, as a hitter, you would always look for that Sunday guy, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you go into a series, I would always look to say, who's pitching that third game? Because you always get their best early, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. That third guy is probably not the – he's obviously not the Friday guy, and he probably is going to pitch another time during the week. So you're sitting there, and you're like, okay, I can be aggressive. That is what uh, Texas State did. They got a chance mm-hmm. to see some guys that didn't pitch a lot for Texas this year. Get, a lot of them were making their first appearances. And and they took advantage of it. And when they did, they kept hitting the ball in the gaps. Yeah. Getting When they had runners on, they were driving them in. And this is something, too, that Coach Pierce is giving you this opportunity to play. You got to make the most of it. You got to make the yeah. most of your opportunities because – Maybe he wants to bring you in in another situation, like we were talking about with Kobe Minchie, yes, or, or Monday mm-hmm. night. He went out and pitched well, and he served well for himself. So now he may get another opportunity in a different situation. So there's so many things that plays into each game. Yes, they played five games in in five days. That's okay. They're baseball players. I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. But that's the job. Yeah, but when you don't have the arms and they don't have the experience, Mm -hmm. that is when you run into that little bit of trouble yesterday. Yeah. um, Yeah, you're right. A lot of those runs scored by Texas State were basically to pitchers who came into the game, you know, who hadn't had a lot of action all season long. Exactly. And like you said, you got to take advantage of the opportunity. Because now I'm here. That's on you. Yeah, Yeah, now I'm here. That's how you get more reps. That's how you you end up getting more playing time. Uh, But if, if any Longhorn fan out there is upset, you know, Take get you know take it into perspective that a lot of those guys were at the back end of the rotations yeah. uh, of the uh, the pitching the lineup, bullpen the bullpen and everything. Too. Yeah, so. and I thought Ace Whitehead threw the ball well. <laughs> he gave him a chance. He went four innings, um, uh, two earned runs, three strikeouts. But there was times that he pitched him way his his way out of innings. Mm. I thought he threw the ball well. But you start seeing names like O'Bannon, who that was his first time out. Howard Grubbs. Duplantier and Loomis, mm. you know, those are guys that the only one that you can really say has done a lot here at the university is Duplantier. 
I mean, he's the one that has got the most experience. Yeah, he's got some skin. Yeah, so he's been out there and he's coming, still coming back from that injury. And I don't, I don't know if he's fully a hundred percent. I mean, I know he's well enough to be out there, but I don't think he's back to where he was before he had the injury. Um, and uh, I love this stat uh, that seven of the nine runs scored by Texas State were credited to three pitchers who came into the game in with combined eleven innings pitched. Right. It's a nice little stat there from yeah. Nash, uh, but yeah, no, it is. It that's so to your point that they now the bad the good news is that stat I just gave you, but the bad news is those guys didn't take advantage of exactly. the opportunity exactly, and they didn't cash in on them. But yeah, yeah once you are in a more uh, you know you are in, in a you know a, a a more regular schedule, correct? Right? Um, and and I think the Texas baseball team response they don't have what's the what's what's the next toughest stretch? You don't got to stretch like five games in five days. You, you don't. That no more, happen. no more. The rest that was of the because season. of weather yep. and other issues. Because you would have been off on Saturday. I mean, on Sunday, and then you would have played Monday and Tuesday. You would have been off today yeah. and tomorrow, and then you play again on Friday. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. So they'll have so, more. No, yeah, they'll have more. The time normality on. kicks yes. in now. That was just a just kind of a uh, outlier on the schedule. One offer. Because of the weather, and hopefully we don't have any more weather like that. Yeah. <laughs> but end up three and two in that yep. stretch of five games in five days. Texas yeah. baseball. Are you satisfied with that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I, I think again, this is a team that we're still learning about. They're still feeling their way out. I know people are like, wait, what? We just told you there was a bunch of guys that got a chance to pitch that weren't used to being out there. You had some guys that had to step up in different positions to do different things. They're still trying to piece these things together. The only consistent part is the outfield. Yeah, you know, you, you're running the same three guys out there. Mitchell Daly's playing a good shortstop now. This was a guy that everybody was like, man, I don't know, man. Mm. I mean, you were replacing Trey Faltini. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. he was the second baseman for the last two seasons. Yeah. So you you're still learning. You're just now getting Peyton Powell comfortable over there at third base. He was a catcher, played some first moves around, and now you got Jack O'Dowd yeah. playing second base for you every day. So they're, 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 these guys are now building some credit now. So mm-hmm. Coach Pierce feels a lot better with his team. And then you got Gilmet mm-hmm. behind the plate. I yeah. mean, you've got, you got pieces, man. No, and they – I mean, this is a team that's playing really well. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously, even in that stretch, um, which everybody agrees was a difficult stretch of five games in five days. Yeah. It's a team that's playing really well um, that really found their groove after starting the year on a bit of a rough patch. No doubt. So um, I like what they've done so far. They've solved some problems. I would say coaches are problem solvers. There you go. Identify what the problems are. They had a bunch of them yep. <laughs> early on to start the season, and then you just start fixing problems yep. as the season goes on. Start plugging holes. All right? Start it. fixing problems, and then you end up you know, toward the end of the season, hopefully, um, with not as many issues and weaknesses on your team because you have a pretty stable group of guys and you fixed all of the you know, the glaring issues right. that exist for you. And I think David Pierce done a really good job of fixing some of the glaring issues. What would you say are the issues that still need to be addressed? Even after they've done a great job, of course, of fixing issues, what else needs to be addressed for this team to reach their ultimate goal or to reach you know, whatever their, their expectation is this I year? think they need to execute better. You know what I'm saying? I I still believe that they're missing out on some Mm. hidden runs. I know Coach Pierce has put Mm. some of those on, and they still haven't gotten those down. Mm. And it's going to still come down, how do you handle situationally Mm. late in games? Late in games, when the game gets tight, 
I think the pitching staff on the later half with Zane Morehouse, he's been outstanding. He's been outstanding coming out of the bullpen after he was starting games earlier this year. I think execution with hit-and-run situational stuff, runners in scoring position, not letting the ball pass, and if you get a pitch that you can handle, you jump all over it. Don't Mm. don't sit there and be so selective that you're not going to be able to drive in a run. If there's ducks on the pond, I heard Craig Way and them talking about (laughs) sayings today, about certain sayings, so I want to throw out there, when there's ducks on the pond – Knock them in. Hey, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Nice Make sure one. you get that money that's out there. Remember I told you, one of my favorite sayings from my very first hitting coach, Jay Ward, he said, Harge, there's runners in scoring position. You know what that leads to? You drive them in, gold chains and foreign cars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll never forget gold that. Gold chains <laughs> and, and foreign, foreign cars. I like that. Yeah. Straight cash home. Straight homie. cash home. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll come back. <laughs> we got the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. One four down the horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Harge and I a bit stumped trying to figure out what the song is. Patrick playing songs from the soundtrack of a movie uh, that has inspired him somehow um, and plays those songs for us for midweek movie music. And based on the selections, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And this is so specific. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do not have it at all. I know. I don't either. I know. I, I'm i going to be upset with myself because I think I can kind of see a scene. All right. I have to wait on the next hint. And usually the 4 o'clock is Do we have to? The, that's, the no, <laughs> that's the no-brainer. That's the softball usually. Yeah. Okay. I know the Specs Texan probably has it by now because these are very specific. I've not seen the Specs Texan get it right yet. Really? Oh, really? Again, the first one was in a lot of movies, so they may be right. Though that was in another movie. It was in a lot of movies, yeah. But this one, that was that one's not. (laughs) Yeah. No. Ooh. Brother, this, this, this. I know. I know this. You know it too. Yes. I'm gonna be so mad when he tells us the name of the movie. I'm gonna be Um, so mad. Is it? Rush Hour or something? No. <laughs> well, he popped up real quick. I was like, "Dude, wait, what?" I'm just trying to. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm trying to think about movies. It could. I be. always want to say, "What's the What's the Hughes brother? What's his name that make all oh, the movies?" Could be a Hughes brother movie. No, I think it is. Ask him. Maybe he'll tell you. It ain't Sixteen Candles, is it? No. Nope. Nah. That second one, the yeah, I don't know what it How is. Yeah, that's it. That second song came out way after Sixteen Candles. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the the second yeah, song so takes it away from that. It just it takes me in a different direction. Anyway, all right, uh, go to flxatx.com. Go to flxatx and all of your social media platforms. And once again, my man Patrick has us stumped when it comes to midweek movie yeah, music. I'm sitting over here thinking hard too. <laughs> my head hurt thinking uh, about this stuff. Well, if you want, I want to ease your anxiety. Go to flxatx.com. Yep. Uh, they have uh, some. Uh, 
great content up there for you. They have the Austin Area 707 State Qualifying Tournament dates. You can go check that out. Also, the UIL Soccer State Tournament information is up there as well. Um, and they uh, actually have some um, National Letter of Intent yes. uh, like uh, information nuggets up there, I should say, from the 2023 class. So you can go check that out. A lot of stuff up there for you. And tonight... You got the Flex Crew. We got the Flex. You got the Flex uh, happening tonight with the Flex Crew right after we're done at 7 p.m. So you want to stick around for that. They got all of the info, the 411 uh, on the happenings happening right here in Central Texas as it relates to all of the local high school sports. So uh, tune in at 7 o'clock right here on 104.9 The Horn for the Flex Crew starting up the Wednesday night flex, as they call it. Yeah. All right. We come back. We'll get into NFL news notes and nuggets. This I'm, I'm blaming Patrick for this, honestly. I'm blaming Patrick. <laughs> Patrick brought this theory up like a month ago, and I, and I was like, ah, I hope you're wrong about that theory, but it was just something he hypothesized. Now it is gaining steam because it, Adam Schefter now is the latest to say the Texans, he's not sold on the Texans taking the quarterback at number two. He's just saying it's not a guarantee, right? which it should be. It should be. It should be. If you didn't mess it up. But now uh, this theory one of these, this, uh, that my man Patrick hypothesized uh, months ago is now gaining some steam. I'm hoping it's just a silly season talk. So we'll get into that. Also, uh, we'll talk about why C.J. Stroud's stock is dropping. Yes. It ain't rising. So <laughs> that you got to be dropping. And there are theories out there now. They're right. both with these. Trey Wingo threw one out there and Mike Lombardi. So we have that audio. Patrick pulled it. So we'll play that. And maybe that's why his stock is dropping. Mel Kuyper's got another mock draft out. We'll get into that too. And um, <laughs> you know what? We got we to gotta show some love to Charlie Strong. We do. I mean, CB sent it via Twitter. Turns out Charlie Strong might have been on to something. Said it years ago. And he said it. it uh, he said it in a modest way, but turns out he might have been onto something. And, and we all know it's true now. And the final part of what he, what he said is we, the most significant part. We didn't it. quite listen. We got to get yeah. that too. <laughs> you didn't quite listen. Yep. He, yeah. And Charlie wasn't right about a lot here in Texas, <laughs> but he was right about this. Damn it. And we'll get into that on the other side a little bit. Uh, also, uh, hard knock life. We got uh, Jared Sadler. Yep. Coming on, Talk Rangers with Talk us. Talk Rangers, that's All right. All right, so we got a jam-packed 4 o'clock hour. Don't go anywhere right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 Horn.